0: They're here, everyone. They are the smart kids at the shops with their mothers or fathers, riding their bikes around the streets and playing down by the river, as well as talking to their friends on their smartphones. Join the smart kids each week as they discover, explore, and solve the mysteries of today. Here's your host, J.T. Crowley. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I hope you like to travel and explore. Through a series of characters, we'll be taking a trip round the world to meet a variety of young heroes who are changing their worlds. They are the Smart Kids. Today, we meet Anjala, the Snow Leopard Girl, and her fight to protect these rare cats from her people and all of mankind. We find Anjala in the poor. She is poor. She lives in a small mountainside village high in the Himalayas above the town of Pokhara in the Annapurna conservation area of Nepal. For her and her brother, life is challenging. They live in a ramshackled shackled old hut with a blue tin roof. The family mainly live in one room with a few belongings scattered around. For Anjala, school is important, but to get to school and back each day she and her brother have to trek for hours along the narrow, twisted and somewhat treacherous mountain paths. No handrails to stop them from tumbling down the near vertical drops. No risk assessments carried out here. The walk is long and arduous and the chance of bumping into a snow leopard, one of the world's most elusive but powerful big cats, is very real. In fact, So real, Anjala and her brother, on one of their daily treks, come face to face with a young female snow leopard. Anjala, throughout the story, becomes very attached to this particular snow leopard. So much so, she names her heaven. As to why she gives the snow leopard that very name? Well, you'll have to read the story to find out. Anjala despite coming from the poor background, is cunning, determined, and she will see her project through to the bitter end. Towards the end, she sees herself as a social media icon. But what I'm going to do now, kids, is going to read you a little short clip as a teaser of the story itself. So sit back and listen. Dawn had arrived, and their father shouted at them to hurry up as he needed to be down the mountainside in Pokhara, to meet the American expedition team. Their father set a fast pace, too fast for them, so they let him go ahead. She and Rogers would slowly amble down, looking at their phones as they went, checking to see what messages had been left and who was on Facebook. Turning the corner, there in front of them was one of the world's most elusive big cats, a female snow leopard. And Jala recalled how Rajesh froze with fear that morning and how her heart pounded to almost breaking point. Their father had told them how to react if they came across a snow leopard. Remain calm and back away slowly for they were powerful killers who commanded respect. The likelihood of her encountering such a majestic animal as the snow leopard would be extremely slim, but, nevertheless, treat with caution. Heaven merely stopped in her tracks. Her pale green eyes gave a fleeting glance in the direction. Her light, smoky grey coat with its black open rosettes and spots made her a master of disguise, blending in beautifully with the collars of the surrounding rocks. Moments later, she had vanished, melting into the natural habitat as she bounded up the mountain. Over the past few months, tension in the mountain villages had grown so much that the villagers reported losses and attacks on their livestock, and that snow leopard tracks had been found, and Jala kept quiet about heaven. In the depths of the Nepalese winter, Jala and Rajas had more sightings of heaven and recently her new cup, which was now three to four months old and fresh out of the den. It was normal for snow lepers to come down from the high peaks to lower terrain in the winter months, but this brought them into contact with mankind and the inevitable intentions and conflicts that followed. Anjala had come up with the idea of leaving food out each night near the place where she and Rajas had first encountered heaven. The hope being, if it was heaven attacking the village's livestock, to provide food for herself and a cub, this would stop the attacks and the tensions within the villagers. Maybe spare her life. For a few weeks, the trick worked, but stealing meat several times a week from the local meat stores in Pokra was risky, and would no doubt get her and Rajas into trouble. The risk of getting caught increased as the weeks went by, and on one afternoon, on the way home from school. And meat storeholder caught them in the act and released his dogs to give chase. They ran for their lives. But as they sprinted down the street, they dropped the bag of meat and the dogs were distracted by the bag, giving her and Rajas extra time to make their getaway. That afternoon was a narrow escape for Anjal and Rajas and they took the decision to abandon their stealing adventures. They would have to come up. another plan. Breakfast the next morning was a simple affair, and was quickly put away. Walking to school with Rajas, a few paces behind her, being the grumpy brother as usual, and Jana spotted her father in one of the local cafes, drinking tea with a small group of village elders. She pushed the cafe door open, gave her father a hug, and asked what the occasion was. No occasion, her father said, but fresh tracks had been bound on the edge of the village. They belonged to a female snow leopard and a cub. Plus, more livestock had been attacked and killed last night. And Jarla's heart sank, but she tried not to show it. What do you propose to do, father? We propose to get permission to track the snow leopard down and shoot her. Anjala's father looked at his daughter's face and read her distraught feelings. "'Sometimes, Anjala, we have to do unpleasant things, and this is one of those occasions. We must protect the village and our livestock. You know that we need to keep the animals safe so that we can sell them. I know the snow leopard is doing what she needs to do to survive herself and her cub, but we need to survive as well. Do you see my point?' Yes, father. Anjala ran out of the cafe, glancing up and down the street looking for Rajas. Crossing the road, barely being run over by the school bus, she stopped to see if Rajah was in sight. Four blocks down, she caught a glimpse of her brother's blue sports bag. He had managed to meet up with some of his classmates. She pushed people out of her way as she tried to catch up with him. The traffic lights at the top of the street were green, so the pedestrians had to wait. What felt like ages it was only a matter of a few minutes before the lights changed in her favour. As she fidgeted around, she happened to give a cursory look into the internet cafe. There was the Australian film crew all her friends had been talking about. Rumour had it they had come to make a documentary about snow leopards, but, like many most film crews, the creature had eluded them and they were going home empty-handed. She recalled her teacher one day talking about the various film crews that came to town, and their aim was to educate the world about the animals they filmed and how best to protect them from man's needs. Hastily, she put two and two together. She needed their expertise in protecting heaven, and her cub but they needed snow leopards. So, kids, if you want to know how the story came about, then keep listening. But I want you to think about a couple of things as I continue to talk to you. Let's see what answers you come up with to the two questions I've at the end of the podcast. The story came to be for several reasons. Firstly, it was to get kids to see and think about how they go to school and what sort of home life they have. For many kids in the affluent Western world, they have a reasonably comfortable lifestyle and are driven to school, be that by car, school bus, taxi or walking with their school friends, looking at their phones, sharing photos on Instagram or other social media outlets and listening to some music they've streamed or downloaded. But now, let's flip the coin to the other side and highlight that a lot of kids in poorer parts of the world, like in Nepal, walk long distances to school and come from very humble surroundings. Anjala, bring that image to the fore in kids' minds. Think about it, kids. Secondly, I wanted to bring in a story about conservation of wild animals that are on the endangered species list to show to kids that we can do something to protect the natural surroundings of these vulnerable animals with simple but effective and sustainable programs put together in conjunction with the World Wildlife Organisation. These programs need the support and close involvement of the local communities for without that local support many of the carefully thought out schemes would fail from the start the animal i chose i chose the majestic snow leopard a powerful but elusive big cat with a global population of less than 9000 in nepal where i placed anjala there is probably less than 400 snow leopards prowling the mountain sides of the stunning and imposing himalayas anjala was my go-between-little-girl, who gets the local villagers and the World Wildlife Organisation working together for the good of protecting both the snow leopards and the farmers' animals. Kids. The loss of a cow, sheep or goat, to the village farmer would mean he would not be able to put food on his children's table nor shoes on his kids' feet for a long time. And Jana. As you'll see in the story, quite fancies herself as a super-media star, globe-hopping all over the world. She's quite a determined little lady. And thirdly, I wanted to bring the experience I had in Nepal, especially in the Purnu area, to the kids. I went there in 2001, staying in Pokhara, the town that has grown up as the capital of the trekking industry, to the Annapurna region of the Himalayas. While staying there, a local guide took myself and a few other tourists up into the mountains on a so-called mini-trekking expedition. It was a great day out. As the day's trip progressed, I started to get a glimpse into the lives of those that lived in the poor farming villages. The hand-to-mouth existence the kids faced. Having said that, the kids appeared happy, running round barefoot, helping their parents to feed the few animals they owned. I can remember laughing with a family of kids as they were getting a lesson from their mother as to how to milk the family cow. The cow that would provide them with milk to drink. And I've no doubt some of that milk would have been made into butter and cheese. So, I started to see and understand that life must be harsh for these families, especially the children. Plus, I also started to understand how important that one cow was to that family. And if that one cow was lost to an attack from a wandering snow leopard, I could see the devastating effect it would have on that family, for they probably would not be able to buy another cow. However, on the other hand, I could understand a hungry snow leopard risking coming into contact with us humans for an easy meal. As we continued the narrow, treacherous paths, with no handrails to stop us from falling several hundred feet below, small groups of children in their school uniforms, with heavy bags on their backs, would pass us by. The guide, who took us on this so-called mini trek. Explained that those children did that route twice a day, just to get back and forth to school, and I thought, wow. When I was their age, I got the school bus. I also asked the local guide, are there any snow leopards in the area, and he said yes. But he then went on to talk about some of the issues between the village communities and the snow leopards. And while the locals respected the snow leopards, they were not always welcome, especially when their livestock were attacked or eaten, which takes me back to what I said earlier. So, with the above reasons in mind, I wrote Anjala, a simple little story for kids to read, either on your own or with your parents. We all love to watch the wildlife programmes that have been skilfully made, But like those stories, they only give us a glimpse into the lives of the animals and people that live in those places. The walk was put into the story to highlight that not every child in the world goes to school in a four-by-four, school bus, taxi, and that some children walk miles every day to go to school. The Paul is one of the poorest countries in the world. But, yet it is one of the most breathtaking places to see with its snow-capped mountains, gushing rivers, deep gorges, and warm-hearted people with their rich cultural heritage. I said there was three main reasons for writing the story. But, coming to think about it, there's a fourth. And that is, as with all of my 17 short stories and their characters from all over the world, I want actually to inspire children to go and see all the places in the world where all the characters come from and start to get a feel for the different cultures that coexist around the world, be that for better or worse. But what I also want to say to the kids that read and follow my stories is that if you want to see all these places, then you need to work hard at school to get a good education, which in turn should lead to a good job that will give you the money to pay for all your traveling. Kids, don't expect your parents to pay for your traveling experiences. One of the things I've learnt in life is that if you've worked hard to pay for something, you appreciate it more, rather than someone just giving you the money. So, however, For the time being, kids, you can go on Google Earth or any other map app and look at where Anjala and the upcoming characters come from. Go into all the places the characters touch, visit, and the streets they go down. Come with me as I take you around the world. Kids, if you have a world map in your bedroom, then once you've read a character, get a sticker, write the initial of that character on the sticker and stick it on your map against the place where the character comes from. And as you read more and more of the stories, watch the pattern of all the stickers spreading across your map. So kids, having listened to me reading some of the story, I've got two questions for you to ponder over. Firstly, how would you feel if you had to walk for hours every day back and forth to school up and down narrow mountain pathways? I know I wouldn't like it. And secondly, how would you react if on your way to school you came across a powerful predator like a snow leopard on the very pathway you were walking or cycling along? I would love to hear your answers. Get either of your parents to contact me on my social media platforms. Looking forward to hearing from you. Next week, In episode two, I'm going to talk to you about my mischievous little Scottish character, Hamish, and his friends, Niall and Kidak, and how they protect Rufus, the royal stag, from the hands of the gamekeepers. But for now, this is JT Crowley signing off. So, wherever you are listening in the world, stay safe. But have fun, just like my characters. Thanks for listening to The Smart Kids. (laughs) Want to follow more of their adventures? Check out The Smart Kids by J.T. Crowley on Amazon.com now.